Salutations, friends. And welcome to another episode of uh, Nerddom. 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 And knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And today we're going to be talking about the TV show, Ahsoka. Absolutely, folks. Uh, spoiler alert. We didn't do this last week. Well, but I mean, that's your own damn fault. At this point, <clears throat> I'm just going to I'm gonna be that guy. If you see the title of this episode and you figure out what it's about, at no point should you be listening to anything going on in here because you know what we do here, okay? This yeah. is not new. <laughs> Yeah, and if, and if it was prediction episode, we'd be saying we're going to make our predictions, and we would have done it before the show came out. Yeah, that part. Yeah. So if you haven't put two and two together yet, here you go, James. Ladies and gentlemen, Nerdum and Knowledge proudly announces that this is your first, last, and only warning. Ahead will be mentioned spoilers concerning the so the Disney Plus series Ahsoka. Yes. If All you have of the not, spoilers. <laughs> if you have not watched the series Ahsoka, we encourage you, nor implore you, please, stop listening at this point. Go and watch the show before listening to this episode. We'll, and as we, always, thank you for listening to Nerdum and Knowledge. The great thing is time does not work where we are right now. So you can go watch it and come back whenever you feel ready. We'll still be here. We wouldn't have age today. You know, you could leave this episode on pause at this point. Yeah, you could. And you wouldn't know what we're saying. In fact, you'd come right back and we would still be talking about what you thought we were talking about. Or we could be talking about something different. In fact, you have no way of knowing if we were talking about something else before we started talking about this because of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Absolutely. And you never will. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So before we get into any of that, we need to say a special thank you to our show's sponsors. Uh, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Sharon Ryu Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year or just master the martial arts or you want to fight TIE fighters with a lightsaber, whatever, (laughs) give it a try. We'll talk about that in a minute because how fucked up was that? But you should not be listening anymore, by the way. Spoiler alert's in effect. Uh, but give them a try. You can find them online at SouthernSportKarate.com or SouthernDefenseMartialArts.com. You can find them on Facebook under the same things where you can purchase your very own DVD to instruct you in the ways of karate for defense only in your own home. Hopefully soon to be offering online classes. Indeed. So if you were looking to join the Jedi or the Sith or learn the ways of the Force, James, is there any website you could go to that would help you out with that? Now, there are websites dedicated to the various lightsaber techniques, the way okay. you could go learn the various sword techniques. Or, if you want to pick yourself up a lightsaber, I know an affiliate where you could get a discount. Ah, segways. Not just fit, um, sorry, not just fitty scooters anymore. <laughs> but, you can, and also, if you want to be a super cool Jedi, you could be wearing shades Damn while you're right using you your lightsaber. And you know what? It would actually help. And you know what? We can get you a discount on those, too. Uh-huh. We sure can. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get discounts for lightsaber shades through our affiliates, if you want to just come and buy some Nerdum and Knowledge merch, some sweet swag. Yeah. Just check out the website. Uh, you want to listen to episodes, learn about contests, news, updates, all things Nerdum and Knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Your one-stop shop for all things NAK is going to be www.nerdomandknowledge.com. That's www.nerdomandknowledge.com. Bang, 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 bang. Got you again. But yeah, everything you ever needed to know about the show is there. Everything. Us, the show, episodes, contests. Funky pictures. Penis size. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's not shoe there. Shoe size is typically about the average of the penis size. So we'll go with that. <laughs> our shoe size isn't on the website. No, it's not. Neither is our penis size. No. No. Uh, I mean, if you want. No, I'm definitely not putting that on there. No, we're, we're not. not. A million years. No, never. No, never, I, I, never. I'd have to beat the women off with a stick. 
Ah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Ah. No, so, um, yeah, we're going to... Now, this is not a prediction episode. This is not a what we got right, what we got wrong. This is just we're going to talk about the show, how we enjoyed it, uh, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, what we thought was kind of silly, what we thought was kind of great. Um, and that's it. That's, that's what we're going to be doing here. Uh, so Full disclosure, our set of scheduled episodes we were going to record, we did not schedule an Ahsoka prediction episode in we just had so much other stuff going yeah. on with predictions and everything so we couldn't squeeze it in well that and you may have noticed that there was a pretty significant gap in the last episodes we, we uploaded plus the ones that are coming here uh you know life happens so you know things happen and we we have to push recording dates and then those dates get pushed because other things happen and that kind of thing you know it, it happens um you know this is not our job you know we do have other things we have to do uh, in the course of our day to uh you know to, to help with our families and our friends and that kind of thing so we love doing the podcast, and we want to continue to do it for you. But you know, if, if there's a you know maybe a, like, if there's a month gap or whatever between episodes, just know that we have episodes coming. We haven't forgot about you. We love you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, we do want to take a special moment. We want to dedicate this episode to a very special friend of ours, Kevin Craven, who recently yes. suffered the loss of his father. He did. Uh, he is also right now undergoing some uh, personal surgery himself to take care of a problem. Absolutely. We know he's a big Star Wars fan. So, Kev, we love you, buddy. Um, this one's for you. This one's for you, which means now we got to do a good job. God damn it, James! Thank you. Yeah, no Usually pressure. We just dial it in, and you know, mediocre as hell. But now we got to like amp it up. So here we go. All right, so we're going to damn take, effort. All right, here we're, we go. We're going to we're going we're gonna to take a very 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 long. No, actually, no. It's not. Yeah, we're going to take like a five day break. You won't know though because <laughs> we'll be recording this immediately. Ah, time fuck is with you again. <laughs> but seriously, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey folks, it's James and Jerry from the Nerdman Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com, or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah. And we're back. I had no time to master the force. I was gone for 10 years. Ha. Huh. So you don't know. You don't know if that happened or not. You have no idea. Ah. Uh. <sighs> okay. So no pressure. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdum and Knowledge proudly presents to you a ton of good things. Ha ha! You get it? It's a ton of, ton of, see, we're already starting out in the hole. Oh man, damn it, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good title, Jerry. It's a good title. We're going to be We're going to get through this. We're going to do this. We're going to get through this. I feel so much more pressure now because we're doing this for Kevin. Like, oh, hold on. Hold on. I know he's a Jerry, let's stop and pause for a moment for our word from our law office sponsor. Yeah, let's do that. I got to get him on the line, though, real quick. They've been starting to have a problem taking our calls. We call them a little bit too much. But here we go. Hang on. I'm putting you through. Have you been feeling the pressure of hosting your podcast? Has dedicating an episode to a friend put you in a spot that you don't think you can come out of? Do you feel the pressure and the anxiety? Call the law officers until we cheat them in hell. We're here for you. Ah, good timing. <laughs> I feel better now. All right, we can do this. <laughs> we got this, Jerry. Damn, we, we damn it, Jerry. We, we're on our shit. Okay, so I know we already gave you one. I'm going to give you another. Okay? Spoiler alert. Do not listen any further if you have not watched the show. 
Period. Okay. The following contains spoilers for the show for the show Ahsoka for the from Disney, Disney Plus. Yes. So, for those of you who are not familiar with the character Ahsoka Tano, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that she debuted first in the cartoon series Rebels, correct? Uh, no, she actually first debuted in Clone Wars. Clone Wars. So, now, here's what I'm going to be doing. another one of those things where I have to remind you guys, I'm Trek, not Wars. So, And I'm, I'm Wars, not Trek. I'm going to be defaulting to James for the majority of this shit, but we're <laughs> going to get through this. Okay, We're going to get through this. So uh, the character was the apprentice of uh, with the Padawan of one Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. Um, and at some point in her uh, apprenticeship with him, I believe she may or may not have decided, hey, this motherfucker is crazy, and I'm going to have to get out of here. Uh, and that what, probably would have been around the time he became Darth Vader. What actually happened was Ahsoka was accused of a crime. Uh, I can't remember specifically the crime, but uh, none of the Jedi Order, other than the other than Anakin Skywalker, her master, had her back. Yeah, like they all pretty much just put her up on trial and believed that she was guilty. So she was committed for a crime. So she was uh, sentenced for a crime she didn't commit. She was not sentenced for the crime because <clears throat> she, she didn't get to make the A team. Then no, okay. didn't get all to right. make the A team. No, all right. but she was put on trial. Ultimately, it was revealed she was innocent. Mm-hmm. Now, this pissed her off because of how she was treated by the Jedi Order. They were supposed to be love, compassion, forgiveness. There's a whole bunch of none of those things were shown. None of those things were shown to her except by Anakin. So she left the Jedi Order at this point. Now, after this, the next time you see her is in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Now, this is, of course, Rebels happens, and then uh, half, I think it's about halfway through Rebels, you get the last season from Disney of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. where they go back and do that last season. Now, during Rebels, she becomes known as Fulcrum. That becomes a code name to refer to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, she still uses her lightsaber. She still practices the Force. She's still effectively a Force user, and she's not an evil bitch, so she's still... A Jedi, technically, but she's not part of the Jedi Order. Yeah. One of those mythical gray Jedi you hear so much about. Only she doesn't really use any she dark side She doesn't on the powers. dark side, but she's not yeah. official, so she's right. kind of in the middle. Yeah, that gray kind of area. Middle. Now, she winds up working with the Rebels a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not going to go through the entire length of the... Uh, yeah. Members of no, not that. really essential to the show, other than a couple of things we are uh, going to mention. She runs afoul of a certain person. Uh, she runs afoul of one Darth Maul. Yep, and she runs into him on Mandalore. Now, in the process of attempting to capture him, uh, Order sixty six is executed. Execute Order sixty six, and. Fortunately, um, I forget which one it is. Uh, is it? It's not. Is it Cody that has the chip removed? Yeah, I think it's Cody. Cody, Cody is able to avoid the influence of the chip. I think he had it removed at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, the one they call uh, on the show that they called Sixes because mm-hmm. he, he was uh, Soldier Six 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 Six. Four Six is not three. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get That's off even us. more evil. <laughs> no, fives. That was him. Fives. Yeah. Five, 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 five. He was fives, not sixes. But fives. Fives discovered the chip, mm-hmm. and he was ultimately shot for it. But he was he, the way he reacted was actually manipulated, you find out later on. But I digress. Moving on. Uh, through various... 
through various reasons, Ahsoka winds up separating from the rebel group that we follow in the show, Rebels. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the members dies, Kanan Jarrus. Now, go back to the show uh, Clone Wars. Uh, There is an interaction between her and Darth Vader. No, actually, no, that's during, I'm sorry, that's during Rebels. There's the interaction between her and Vader where she realizes who Vader actually is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, very sad moment in the show. Yeah, what do you do when you find out that your former, you know, Jedi Master is now the most evil man in the galaxy? You you, you kind of lose yourself. Yeah, it happens. But this show, well, actually, I'm sorry, the Mandalorian actually answers the question: Did Ahsoka die in the temple, or didn't she? She did not. She did not. Of course, she actually, did. if you paid attention to the show, it actually showed Ezra bringing her through time mm-hmm. a little bit. So, yeah, you, you knew she didn't die. But yeah. if you stopped watching the episode at that point when the fight between her and Vader, you'd have been questioning whether she was alive or not. If that's the case, this Mandalorian and this show answers your question. She's alive. Yeah, so she ends up uh, at the temple uh, where Mando ends up meeting her. They end up running around for a bit. She agrees to uh, help with uh, training Grogu. And then they end up getting picked up by Luke, and then it's a whole thing, and then yada, yada, yada. And that brings us to present day Ahsoka. Right. Now, uh, when the show picks up, uh, it picks up on a galactic ship, which is boarded by two Jedi-looking figures. They're not wearing black hoods. Well, I think they are, but their like clothing underneath isn't black. Yeah, they're not brandishing their lightsabers. For some reason, in 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 Lucasfilm, if you're not wearing all black, you're not a total badass. There's still some good in you somewhere. <laughs> but uh, they, the captain of the ship, recognizes the way they are dressed and carrying themselves. He recognizes them to be Jedi figures. Because mm-hmm. remember, in it is canon. The vast majority of the universe doesn't know the difference between a Sith and a Jedi. Correct. They're just they're all Jedi. Yes, and uh, for some reason I have yet to understand. Uh, all Jedi dress the same way, even when they're not trying to be outwardly known to be Jedi. <laughs> they all wear the same kind of clothing. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Good, good, good job. So, yeah, way so to blend did, in, fellas. All you did was you got rid of the robe. Yeah. Good job. Or you got, or you got a lighter brown robe. There you go, yeah. a lighter brown robe. Sticking with the tunic and breeches, great choice. Great, gotcha. Great, great job. Knee high boots. Yeah, Jedi figured as much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but seriously though, so the show picks up with these two figures walking onto the ship, and eventually, it you very quickly realize they are in fact Sith, red light, lightsabers blaze, and a lot of people are killed. Yeah, whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um. When we go from there, uh, the rest of the show is, um, I don't, how do I describe this without making it sound bad? Because it's not bad. Um, all right, so there's a MacGuffin, okay? This MacGuffin is a tiny ball that is supposedly a map that tells you exactly where Grand Admiral Thawne is, okay? Now, you would ask yourself, why would anyone want to find that guy if he's so far away he's not a problem anymore? Well, there's a very simple answer for that. He's a piece of shit, Okay. And people want him dead. Uh, mainly, Ahsoka and her group, they really want him dead. Uh, she wants to bring him to justice. So she finds this ball and can't figure out how to open it. And so she needs to discover the way to figure out how to unlock the map inside. Now, for reasons that have yet, um, I cannot come to comprehend, um, people in the Star Wars universe really love hiding maps to people 
in weird things. <laughs> Agree. Like they stick the map to Luke in BB-8, and then they stick to you know the map to um, like the planets of the Death Star in R2-D2, and now they've got this magic ball puzzle that's got the map to Grand Island. Why would you not just destroy it? Like, just tell one guy where you're going, and that's your guy. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Well, now here's the here's the other part that you don't find out until a little bit later. Now, obviously, uh, the two Sith are also wanting to find out where he's at. They yes. are also being assisted by somebody who is a practitioner of magic that is related to the sisters. Yes, uh, Morgan Elspeth. Yes, yes. Uh, so the three of them want to find Thrawn to bring him back because they want to help him execute his plan. Now, there is, this was alluded to in The Mandalorian, but there is still a presence of the Empire within the galactic government. Yeah. For those of you who are still kind of wibbly-wobbly on the timeline thing, uh, these are obviously events occurring after Return of the Jedi, but well before The Force Awakens. And because of The Force Awakens in that series, we know for a fact that somewhere in the galaxy right now, Palpatine is still alive. And it's calling shots, but you know, from a shadow government type thing going on. So, the the main focus that Emperor Palpatine has right now is he's building all those goddamn super star destroyers that can destroy a planet in and of themselves by themselves. Yes, and obviously he is healing from his bout with Luke. <clears throat> so. Vader. Yeah, well, so. Luke and Vader. Yeah, yeah. But now, everyone's now uh, two separate groups are looking for these plans mm-hmm. now. Uh, the puck is brought to Sabine Wren. Yeah. Now, when we pick Who? up with Sabine Wren, there is, she's on a planet, I forget which one, but she's on a planet. They are doing a ceremony to celebrate the rebels. Mm-hmm. Her group that helped fight in the uh, rebellion that actually were very key in certain points to helping the rebellion win. Yeah. Now, when we meet up with Sabine, though, she's kind of, I don't know if you want to use the word lost, maybe. She's kind of out in the wind i guess the best way to describe it uh she's looking for a a purpose i guess is how i would probably say it now for those of you wondering what the main focus of that was uh during the events of rebels at one point admiral thrawn is believed to be gotten rid of ezra bridger sacrifices himself to make this happen or it is uh, it's heavily implied it's heavily implied now you come to find out that Sabine comes to figure out how to unlock this puck and realizes now, what it is. To she turns it. <laughs> she turns it. She twists yeah. it. Nobody tried that. She's the one that figured it out. I mean, it is it is a puzzle box. There are some lines where you could twist it on certain axes. Right, but I mean, the thing is, like, nobody tried it. Everybody was trying to turn it the wrong way. That that part bothered me. Well, it's kind of like a Rubik's Cube. You know, yeah. unless you hand it to a Rubik's Cube expert, like you could hand it to 20 people and they'll never get it back normal. Right. But I'm not asking anybody. I'm just asking somebody to turn a piece of it. Nobody ever tried. Like nothing. So obviously she turns a piece of it and finds the map. Now, unfortunately, um, like according to the map, several star systems away, like a long way, like. Much longer than 12 parsecs Kessel Runway. Like, way away. Like, no ship could ever reach it in right. a lifetime. In another galaxy. That's how far away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
completely different star system in another galaxy. Like, would take you a lifetime to get there. Now, here's the funny thing. Such technology existed during the Clone Wars. Yep, you saw them, the hyperspace rings that the ships would dock with, and then they would zip yeah. on the way they're going. Now, you now they were designed to assist ships without a hyperdrive into reaching hyperspace. Right. But if you were to construct one large enough, you could slingshot anything across the galaxy. Yep. With ease, including, I don't know, big-ass Star Destroyer. Yeah. Or two, or three, whatever. Yeah. But um, the Sith, known as Balin Skull, who is brilliantly played by Ray Stevenson, may he rest in may peace. May he rest. Um, he passed away not long after this uh, show wrapped, but before it aired, I think. Yeah. He passed away back in May of this year, yes. unfortunately. Uh, now, Balin Skull has his assistant, uh, Shen Hati. Um, brilliant actress, by the way. Name escapes me at the moment. Uh, her name is Ivana Sakno. There we I go. I think that's how you say it. I think so. But um, And, of course, they are the Sith who were trying to assist the um, practitioner of uh, Death Remirian magic. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Morgan Elspeth. Morgan Elspeth. And remember, always two there are, a master and apprentice. Yep. So there you go. Now... When we meet Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson, excellent, brilliant actress. Fantastic casting. Can we just go ahead and get that yeah, out of the way? Yeah, like, just bang up job. Uh, Perfect. Natasha Lynn Bordizo, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. If I am not, I am sorry. I'm We're, sorry. Okay? It's close enough. But uh, brilliantly plays Sabine Wren, uh-huh. uh, who is still a headstrong Mandalorian. Go figure. Yeah. Now, I, I feel the need to reiterate this every time we talk about um, anything like this. Mandalorian is not a race of people. It is a religion. It is okay? a religion. So just like we refer to people of the, the Jew, Jewish faith as Jewish or people of the Christian faith as Christian, people who worship the ways of Mandalore are Mandalorians. It's not a race of people right. or a type of people. It's a religion. Okay. Okay. So now we get some... We get some amazing callbacks during this show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. First of all, Anthony Daniels, a C3PO. fucking Come world on, bro. treasure. You know what? Right there. We have had some fantastic, like you know, cameos from characters, and that's great and all. But C3PO, bro, he's OG. Now we we didn't get the original actress who played um, Mon Mothma. No, we did not. But. Uh, the lady who took over for that role was brilliant, looked the part, acted the part, did Yeah, everything. that was uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But the character callback was very nice. Mm-hmm. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I would be somewhat remiss if I did not mention the... That guy, yeah. If I did not mention the appearance of... Annie. Annie. Me Annie. from John John Binks. No, the fuck not, you get out of here, you not, God damn it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, okay? Not Jar Jar Binks. No. We no. got Anakin Skywalker. Portrayed by Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. And uh, as far as we can tell, he also wore the Vader suit because there's nobody credited for the show as playing Vader. Yeah. So we're assuming they let him put it on, which yeah. is great. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you didn't pay close enough to the, if you didn't pay close enough attention to the credits, you may or may not have caught on to this little nugget. Uh, Hu Yang, the Jedi android that is assisting Ahsoka on her yeah, ship. Well, I believe he's a considered a training bot. Correct? A training bot. Yes. Yeah. Now, he has a voice from a very particular, popular British actor. Yes, and not Daniel Craig. 
No, not who Daniel was in Craig. The Force Awakens. Not the brilliant Idris Elba, though. That would have been no. fucking cool. That'd have been a sexy fucking robot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to bang that robot. Uh, I will give you a hint. Hu Yang could have used the TARDIS to get he them off have. the planet. He also could have been a doctor. He could have been a doctor. Yeah. Who, though? Actually, if you don't mind, it's just the doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, David Tennant. Yes. Did the voice of Hu Yang. He did indeed. And um, another name, uh, uh, oh, actress you might be familiar with, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, portrayed Harrison Dula, um, the general. Uh, might not have recognized her with all the stuff on, obviously, but she's been in a ton of movies. I promise you've seen her somewhere. She was Ramona in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yep. Uh, so you, you probably recognize her. Um, that's really all I think, though, for like actual faces, like people that you would recognize or know from previous films. Now, I want to say something outright, though. Uh, they nailed the casting for the show. Yeah. Like everybody, almost everybody looks exactly like their characters did. Uh, in Rebels. And a name you may not be familiar with, Lars Mikkelsen plays Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Now, Grand Admiral Thrawn, they they did get an older actor to portray Grand Admiral Thrawn, but you have to realize a lot of time has passed since Thrawn's disappearance. Yes. you got to remember, this is back in Rebels, back before The Anakin events of became, episodes 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, back before Order 66 and all that fun stuff happened. Yeah. Back before Anakin became Vader, yeah, there's a lot of time has passed. I know the movie seemed like they happened very quickly, but that's a significant amount of time that has passed there. Yeah, uh, twenty five, twenty six years. Yes, I believe is the difference. So you got, you got an older guy. So then that begs a question. Okay, well, why did Thrawn take off and go hide in another galaxy? Right, that's what everybody wants to know. Well, you know what? You don't ever find out. That is probably my favorite part of this, sh- this series. That you never figure out what the fuck he was doing. You know that Ezra Bridger had something to do with somehow getting them thrown into that other galaxy. You don't know how. Nope. But Bridger was partially responsible. You, you know, do that, know that much. You know that uh, Thrawn's got his own personal entourage of stormtroopers. Yeah. You know that he's got a cargo hold full of some shit that he'd smuggled from somewhere. You don't know what it is. By the time they get there to get him, he's already on his way back. Like, he's one step ahead of them, which is beautiful for me yeah um that the casting um you know our highlight our our high points the ultimate high point though um again spoiler alert but by now you should not be listening anymore uh ahsoka has a little bit of an accident she ends up going into the the world between worlds you know hanging out for a little while runs into her old mentor uh they have a lightsaber battle and in the middle of it, after she gets knocked down, my boy just transitions into Darth Vader, like, seamlessly in a cloud of smoke. It's fucking beautiful. Man, when that happened, like, I sat up out of my seat. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is a brilliantly executed sequence. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Now, at the same time, you know it's all in her head, because yeah. obviously it's in her head. But at the same time, that world between worlds is where Jedi go when they leave the material plane and exist inside the Force. Yeah. Hence the Force ghosts. So... This is happening in her head, but at the same time, that is legitimate Anakin Skywalker's Force Ghost in there with her, fucking with her right then. So, like, just think about that. Anytime he appears as himself through the Force, he could appear as Vader. Now, Which I would totally use my advantage. I'd appear to all the bad guys and be like, tell me the secrets to your plans. And they'd be like, yes, Lord Vader, and tell me everything. And I'd go back and be like, hey, 
here's what's going to happen. Go stop him. All right, I'm a good guy again. Here we go. But uh, just to kind of give you a chronology <coughs> to the show, um, Ahsoka un- unveils the plot mm-hmm. or starts to starts to get a clue as to the plot that something with this puck, this MacGuffin that they find, yeah. is 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 going to lead me to Thrawn. Is going to lead to Thrawn. Now, uh, to make a long story short, they eventually uncover that there is a specific, they go to Dathomir I believe mm-hmm. and they go to Dathomir or no they don't go to Dathomir they go to another planet that has a temple where you can unlock this thing to fully get the coordinates that you need yep now they get the coordinates mm-hmm. now Sabine is given a chance to destroy this but there's a little problem she feels remorse over Ezra Bridger sacrificing himself to save everyone mm-hmm. she wants another chance to see Ezra Bridger and it's promised this And it by just so Balin. happens that Balin reveals, oh, by the way, your buddy Ezra's not dead. He's where Thrawn is. Do you want to go see him? Yeah. So she gets taken prisoner, taken on board the ship. Eventually, Ahsoka figures out that star whales travel to just about where she needs to go. Mm-hmm. So she talks Convenient. to one of Convenient. Huh? Convenient. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Plot tape much. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Plot tape. Oh, sorry. Oh, I need a lozenge. Anyways, um... So she talks to one of these whales using the Force and is able to convince one to take her and her ship with it to this new galaxy. Yep. Now, <clears throat> Balin has an underlying purpose to this. He does want to uh, also. He does also want to go help Thrawn, but his helping of Thrawn is kind of like icing on the cake. Yeah. His cake is there is a power, a source of power. On this planet that they're going to, where Thrawn is. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, the Dathomirian sisters want to leave. Now, that begs the question, what is so powerful that it draws Balin to it? But the sisters, obviously, the sisters, if you don't know, the Dathomirian magic, they can sense Force users. Mm-hmm. Some of their magic can actually fight off the Force. Not particularly well, but it's effective enough to where Death Ramirians can hold their own against Jedi. For long enough to get away, probably. Yeah. So what is so powerful that it draws Balin, but the sisters don't want it? Now, there's a lot of speculation right now what will happen with Balin Skull's character in Season 2. We don't know if he's going to be recast. We don't know if he's going to be perhaps CGI'd for an appearance or two. My speculation about that is that there's got to be some sort of like ancient you know, Sith something there. Uh, there's speculation that it is a uh, Sith tomb or a Sith temple, and there is actually a former Sith master tomb or body on there. Perhaps yeah, I mean, some, some folks are like, oh, it's got to be Palpatine, but there's no, no way. He couldn't have got no, that it's far. Not. It's not possible. Um, not in that short amount of time. No. Um, now, again, going back to the plot, Sabine is, is allowed by Thrawn to leave. Yes, you heard me right. Thrawn allows her to leave. Yeah, she said, you can go find Ezra. No problem. Go have fun. And then he instructs Balin and his apprentice and sends some stormtroopers to go find her. Yeah, because he didn't say that you could come back. That was never part of the deal. No. No. Or be alive, for that matter. But, yay, Ezra's alive. Yay! And everyone is happy. And Disney has a new marketable plush toy, the Rock People. You're goddamn right they do. Those little bastards are cute. (laughs) (laughs) They are, and of course, it's planned that way. Now they have a new marketable toy. Oh, so I forgot to let you guys know. So uh, Sabine is a Jedi, but not kind of. She's Force-sensitive, 
Um, and like she's got a little bit of talent, but she's never been able to actually like make it manifest. Now the thing is, is uh, Ahsoka began. You find out through Ahsoka that Ahsoka actually started her training, mm-hmm. but Sabine eventually just fucking fuck it. I'm, I'm done. done with this. I'm just going to go back to being a Mandalorian kind of thing. Yep. Um, so uh, during this showdown uh, with the bad guys at this end of the film, like I did in the series, sorry, uh, like she manifests her her Jedi powers, which is like super sweet like she summons a lightsaber and stabs a guy through the head like saves her life uh she even helps ezra jump onto the ship which by the way uh she loses him again (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh. oh storytelling you bitter bitch oh you bitter bitter bitch but yes unfortunately ezra and sabine are separated again now when the show ends, of course, Admiral Thrawn is not just one step ahead. He's ten steps ahead. He's a hundred steps ahead at this he, point. He's fucking, he's a, he's a brilliant tactician. So you think about it. All right, so here, here's how it went. So Thrawn and Ezra are way over here, and Sabine and Ahsoka are going to go get him. So then Sabine and Ahsoka go over there, and now Thrawn and Ezra are back over here. <laughs> now Sabine and Ren are back over there. They literally just switch places. Yeah. That's what happened. Um... So that's where we end. We don't know what Thrawn's got on his ship. We don't know what he's up to. We know his ultimate plan is like genocide. That's kind of his thing. We know that much. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, Sabine and Ahsoka are stuck far on the other side of the galaxy on the same or near the same planet as this weird power thing going on that Balin's hunting for. But Balin's not going to be in season two unless they recast him. So th- the show is just really up in the air right now. Like yeah. way up in the air. No telling what's coming up for season two. Uh, I can tell you one thing, though. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the show. It was fantastic. It was well-acted. It was well-written. There were a couple of moments, though. Okay? <clears throat> one of them I mentioned in the um, in the top of the... the, the talking about our uh, sponsor. So there's a point where the, the ship that Ahsoka is flying on becomes disabled. Okay? Uh, being chased by some fighters. She decides to put on an exosuit and go out into space and brandish two lightsabers and start fighting them on top of the ship, okay? Now, I hear what you're saying to yourself, and you're like, okay, well, that's not that crazy of an idea. Okay. Um, Lightsabers can deflect blasters. Like, people held blasters, okay? Absolutely, 100%. Ship-fired blasters, though? Significantly bigger. Much larger bolts, uh, much harder to deflect, yet somehow she manages to do that. And then... For reasons I will never understand for as long as I live, one of these idiots flies close enough to her where she can cartwheel over them and slice through their ship and destroy it. This is like having a gun and charging somebody holding a sword. Like, why would you ever do that? You would stand far away and fire bullets in them until one of them hit. That's it. Or you blow up the ship she's standing on anything at this point um you know you you always hear like you know starship like uh stormtroopers can't hit shit because they have bad aim no it's because they're all fucking stupid that's what happens everybody who goes and joins the empire is just dumb they just make dumb decisions um i did enjoy the bit with the whales even though the plot armor around that was fucking ridiculous. Like, oh, the hyperspace ring that allows us to chase them. We don't even know where they're going. How are we ever going to find them? Oh, that space whale says he goes there just really close. to just about every other week. Huh. I'm going to talk to this guy. <laughs> hey, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but the, the 
was it Lars Mickelson, right? Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson, who was playing uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. Oh, God. Dude's great. So good. He is, he is just like Admiral Thrawn. He is cold, calculating, and composed. Like, Admiral Thrawn never loses his shit. No. Like, you might see him get a slight scowl on his face if you piss him off. Yeah. That's the most extreme you'll see him and, get. And the best part about it is, and uh, I know we were talking last episode about what makes a good villain, okay? Um, we don't really get to see all that much about what makes Thrawn be a really like dangerous person in this series. Okay, we get you know bits and pieces of exposition from the characters and knowledge that you're supposed to bring with you from prior to this with Rebels and stuff like that. If you had never seen any of those shows when you came into this and you saw this guy, you'd be like, you know, I don't really get it. Like, I, I get that he's a badass, but like, what's the big deal? The thing that makes him so bad is that you don't know. You just don't know. Like, he's got a cargo hole full of something that he went to great lengths to get, and you have no idea what it is. Now... He's rolling around with people who can reanimate stormtroopers. By the way, zombie stormtroopers. That was a thing. Yeah. You just made people who can't shoot anything even slower. So, like, literally probably the worst idea ever. Now, if you'd have made them, like, 28 days later zombie stormtroopers, now we're talking. Now they become dangerous. Now... One thing you have to understand, a couple of things you need to understand about Admiral Thrawn. Canonically, not just in the shows, not just in the series, but in the actual canon Star Wars universe. I understand Disney doesn't recognize canon Star Wars. Go fuck yourselves, Disney, on that point. You're doing good with that and a lot of other shit, but fuck you on ignoring the Legends universe. But in the Legends universe, Grand Admiral Thrawn has risen through the ranks of the Empire. Mm-hmm. To the point of becoming a Grand Admiral, which there are not that many of. Nope. Now, he never attains the title of Moth. Throughout the whole movie universe, the series universe, we are only familiar with two people, maybe three, who are Moths. I may be missing one in the Legends universe, <coughs> but Grand Moff Tarkin. Yep. He's the most well-known. He's the most well-known. Uh, of course, the Eviscerator. Yeah, and then we end up with Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian series. Yeah. So to understand this, uh, the a Moff is one step above a Grand Admiral, and they basically command a squadron of Superstar Destroyers. Yeah. They are that fucking good. Now, Grand Admiral Thrawn... In Legends, according to Legends, the only reason he was never given the title of Moth, don't get triggered, trigger warning ahead, Emperor Palpatine is a xenophobe. Yeah, he's xenophobic. If you are from an alien world, Mm -hmm. if you are an alien, if you do not look human, he wants nothing to do with you. He will use you, but you will never be considered an equal. You will never be somebody of true power. Which is kind of funny because he looks like a California raisin and his sidekick is somebody who had half their body burned. Who barely looks human, if we're being honest. Barely. Yeah. Um, but, yes, in, according to legends, Palpatine is Sheev Palpatine. That's his real name, Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. Is a xenophobe. So maybe that's it, maybe it's not. But the point is, you don't know with him. Like, he's not the type of guy to play lay his cards out. He's cold, he's calculated, he's precise. But it, it the uh, the unknown about him is what makes him so fucking scary and dangerous. Exactly. He, he's not a super badass. You never really see him fight. You see him use a blaster occasionally in the Rebel series. Not, but, not He's not a force adept, a force sensitive. But 
in the series, by the time you meet him, he's just waiting on that goddamn space ring. Once it's there, he's like, okay, we can go. Yep. Like, he's done all of his shit. He's ready. He's done. That's what I'm saying. He's 10 steps ahead. Like, they show up and they're like, oh, we're finally here to defeat you. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm done. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm heading back home now. So, deuces. Yeah. And then, in, in quite possibly, uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a character do. Now, I, I understand why it was done. But uh, Ezra manages to get off the Thrawn ship and take like a little puddle jumper and come back to the Rebels. And when he lands that ship, like there are 80 guns trained on him and he comes off the ship wearing Stormtrooper armor, which is what he stole in order to blend in to get away. Okay. Now he comes out wearing the helmet. He does that, obviously, because for, you know, for the, uh, the TV show, for the reveal, like, oh, it's Ezra, oh, my God. But he could have got shot, like, 88 times. Now, the only <laughs> the only good thing they do is he doesn't come out holding a blaster. He comes no, out with... Because uh, his hands up. His hands are up. But, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, most folks, like, you see a stormtrooper, you're just going to blast them, okay? Yeah. Because uh, blasting stormtroopers is fun. It is, and they're so easy. They're like, they're like you know, lemmings. They just they automatically die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he comes out not like wearing the helmet, and I get it. It's for the show, for him to go, surprise, it's Ezra. And he's like, oh, my God. But on no planet in any universe would I have ever come off that ship wearing that helmet. It had been put on the, the, the console after I turned the ship off, and I'm walking out with my hands up because I'm not trying to die today. I get it. It was for TV, but it was, like, dumb, like, you made him look like an idiot, but it's okay. But overall, I was very happy with the show. Um, I did not watch um, all of Rebels. Uh, that was not my cup of tea. Um, but having seen this show, um, I would have to call it like Rebels 2, if I'm going to call it anything. That's, yeah. that's, more, that's more than likely what, that would that's be what fair. it ended up being. That would be fair. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. I would have preferred a show more focused on Ahsoka and the things she was dealing with and then like having a callback to the whole Rebels thing. But I get it. You got to introduce these characters. You got to introduce Thrawn because you got plans for the thing. And I'm fine with that. This show was absolutely 100% like the perfect setup for a season two. You got everything you needed to get done in season one to actually go with a real legitimate show for season two. And aside from a few plot tape moments and plot devices that were just Okay, we under, we get it. We yep. get it. Just Magic move whales. Move on. Move yeah. on. Just just overlook it. Okay, we'll overlook yeah. it because everything else is great. I mean, and, and at really the same thing, like we all like people who who nitpick on plot stuff like that. Like we we make fun of it because it's funny, but you understand that shit has to happen, right? You can't get from A to B if there's not a way to make it go that way. Okay, like you never have a John Wick if they don't come and kill his dog. Like, yeah. like, who fucking kills a dog? Nobody kills a dog, but they had to kill his dog because that was the last thing his wife left him. That had to happen, okay? Yeah. Normal people don't kick puppies and kill them. Like, that's serial killer shit, okay? Yeah. Um, or, um, like, Ghost Rider. Johnny, K- uh, Johnny Blaze's dad has Next. to be sick and dying for the devil to make a deal with him for him to become the rider. Yeah. Like, it's plot armor. There has that has to happen. Okay. Yep. Plot device. If you don't have those, you don't have TV series. So obviously they have to happen. But some of them are just silly. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's like fair. magical space whales. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, uh, there's some really great standout stuff here. Uh, Hu Yang, the uh, Jedi training android, brilliantly voiced by David Tennant, mm-hmm. is a really, really great 
great device in the series because he talks with Ahsoka, gets Ahsoka to realize certain things. Mm-hmm. He talks to Sabine, gets her to realize certain things, and gets them to realize things about each other without coming right out and saying it. Yeah. And he's actually very brilliantly played, and they, the dialogue is perfect mm-hmm. to get uh, Hu Yang's point across to both of them that they need each other. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a one of those situations where you're like uh, you're watching the show and like you're very well aware of what's going on, but at the same time you feel like you're also kind of there enjoying the show while watching the show, but actually like you're participating in it too. You're like, oh, I'm glad these guys are working this out. This needed to happen, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because for the majority of people. Now I'm going to say not majority. Yeah, you know I'm going to say majority. The majority of people that have watched this have probably already seen Rebels and are familiar with the characters. Right. And you know this is like a coming home again to them, like when they reboot your favorite television series and they bring all the old characters back. And it's it's a heartwarming thing. Oh yeah. So this is definitely one of those shows. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you're listening to us because <laughs> we just ruined it for you. Yeah. Uh, but even if we did go back and watch it, you're going to enjoy it. I promise you. We did we did skip over some of the small stuff. There will be stuff in there that you didn't. Uh, learn about but overall 100 percent a great show 10 of 10 very good yeah even if you listen to the spoilers spoilers episode this episode does not do the series justice it is there is some great action there is some great dialogue there are some great moments so many great moments we couldn't pack it into one episode and lots of smirking lots of smirking. everybody fucking loves smirking in the show yes (laughs) especially in sokatana it's like her favorite thing yeah just smirk on her face all the time. Which, I mean, if I was a badass, I'd smirk a lot, too. Just saying. And there, there's, I think there was one like slight smirk from Thrawn, but you're not going to get much from him anyways. Yeah. He's got, like, like, I think that maybe like, the corner of his mouth twitched one time. We thought we had something there. We're like, we'll go with it. Like, Thrawn would be like a hell of a poker player. Like, he has no tells. Yeah. That, Just, and you would fold every hand because you'd be afraid to beat him. Because <laughs> if you did, he'd probably kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Or he would set off a series of events that he'd brilliantly planned for two weeks and have you killed that way. Yeah, that or you'd go back home and like you sit on the couch and you're enjoying to, you know the quality time with your family. Then your whole planet maybe, explodes. Maybe you're enjoying some blue milk. Yeah, and then your whole planet explodes. Just Because yeah. nah. he planted a bomb there six years ago because he knew you were going to beat him at poker one day. That's how far ahead of you he is. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I don't know. You, I'm I don't, trying to make you people understand you need to be afraid of Thrawn, okay? <laughs> he is not fucking around. <laughs> this is not your run of the mill bad guy. This is not your Hans Gruber in Yakutomi Plaza, okay? This motherfucker did not come to play. And, and the reason we're telling you this is because we just discovered a bomb that Thrawn planted 100 years ago. Yes. Because remember, this all this takes place in a galaxy far, far away, but a long, yes. long time ago. And a, a small incendiary device he stuck up my butt six weeks ago. Don't ask how, but it's been there the whole time. <laughs> but there's a bigger bomb underneath the house that he planted 100 years ago. Yeah, so we've it, probably got redundancy. like... Yeah, we've got about 20 seconds to wrap this up. So, guys, it's been great. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and um, thank you for listening to Nerd Knowledge. I am James. I'm Jerry. We are first pick for podcast. And last pick in dodgeball. We'll Catch you guys next week. Oh, God! <laughs>